can hear you. I can hear you, bitch. Um. Oh, we're doing it now. Welcome back to Two Happy Hoes. So this is so weird because this is our first solo episode. So this is Chelsea. Um, Rachel and I are doing uh, solo episodes for the next two episodes because of our schedules and things that we have going on. But based on the content of what the real tea is about today, I think it'll make a lot of sense as to why we chose to do a solo episode. But if we jump right into our first episode, normal segment two bitter bitches which is actually today obviously one bitter bitch um I'm actually not a bitter bitch at all I'm still carrying on the happy hoe mentality I have honestly nothing to complain about right now which I think is good I'm probably got on y'all's nerves um the first few episodes from complaining so yeah I have nothing to complain about um in in terms of being a bitter bitch so we'll move right along to you don't need them sis and this is something that I like and I get peeved about all the time and honestly not just from like men from people in general but it really grinds my gears to hear from from men like first and foremost ladies like ladies gentlemen siblings however you identify don't you hate when someone like makes a comment or like criticizes your appearance Um, most of the time the people that do that are looking like dusty crusties anyway but I won't even get into that but like I'm specifically from my experience talking about like when I'm just walking down the sidewalk or in the mall or minding my own business and men are like smile beautiful and I'm like first of all you don't fucking know what I got going on maybe my cat died maybe I just failed a test why do I need to smile especially for you I don't know you second of all maybe I thought I was smiling maybe this is my smile didn't your mama tell you not to talk to strangers don't talk to me and especially don't tell me what to do um But also in regards of like men criticizing or making comments on your appearance, I'm specifically thinking about like in the the realm of men that I've been romantically involved with or like men that I've dated. Like I've had um, for a lot of you who've known me for a long time, you know that I had really long hair. I just recently cut it and For the past five years or so, I've been actually wearing my naturally curly hair. But before that, I would wear my hair straight all the time. So it was even longer. Um, And I've had like men that I've been romantically involved with or and specifically even boyfriends tell me like they like me better with long hair. Um, I remember like one of my high school boyfriends when I was like, toying with the idea of like before I went to college like cutting my hair into a bob and he like would say like oh my gosh no I I like you with long hair like don't cut your hair 
blah, blah, blah. Well, I was obviously dumb as fuck and I was 17. So I didn't cut my hair for a long time. But then eventually, even though I was still with him, I still cut my hair because that's what the fuck I wanted to do. And for the most part, like he got over it. But it's just like the fact and the audacity that you even felt the need to like tell me or share your opinion on what to do with my body is like mind boggling to me, especially if we're not married. Um, And obviously we weren't because we were 17. But it's just wild. And even a guy that I dated in my 20s would would say things like when I would say like, oh, I want to cut my hair or what like, oh, like, well, then you must not want to talk to me anymore because I only date people with long hair. I, I like girls with long hair. Like you knew that when we started talking. No, when we started talking, I knew that you liked me. I didn't know that you liked me because of my hair. And I didn't know that I would become a different person. Um, and I get the whole physical attraction piece, but like some of this shit is like really shallow. And then, like I said, the audacity for you to try to tell me what I should do with my body honestly just adds fuel to my fire. Have y'all seen that meme where it's like when they be like, don't start your shit. It actually makes me want to start my shit. It gives me a little thrill. Like I feel the same way. Like you tell me not to cut my hair like snip snip motherfucker. I'm about to Britney Spears 2007 that shit, Um, which I haven't gone that drastic yet. But let another man nigga try to tell me what to do with my hair and I might have to Britney buzz that shit just for GP. But I know that it it takes place and happens um from all all sides, but like like I said, these are just my experiences, but I I think it's just fucked up. Like especially like I kind of note like I noted um in the beginning. Sometimes these comments come from people who looking dusty and crusty and I'm just like it's like when the men's like, oh, women need to have their nails and toes done, but your feet feel like fucking sandpaper. Like, don't tell me I need to do this and you are not coming with the same energy. If I need to get a pedicure, bro, go uh, cheese grate them damn feet of yours too. Like, um, and just just know, like, if if my man is listening to this, um, of course I like to look good for you, but. Just know, bro, most of the shit I do for my physical appearance is for me and for any man that I've previously dated. Um, most of the things I did in regards to my physical appearance were for me, not for you. At some point in time, I was I was low key, dumb, young, naive, whatever. And so I would wear certain things or do certain things. But for the most part, I do it for me and I'm going to keep doing it for me because, you know, I it is what it is. So, um, on our Instagram posts, leave us some comments though, about maybe some instances where something like this has happened to you. And if it has, I'm sorry, because I know that sucks. Um, like I said, I've been through it and we ain't doing that no more, sis. Also, it's like low key weird because I'm like literally sitting in this room, like, talking to myself like I know that y'all are gonna listen but I'm I'm talking to myself right now so like carrying on a conversation with yourself is hard in this regard I mean I do talk to myself a lot but not at this capacity and not for this extended amount of time but 
it is what it is. Let's keep rolling with the punches and talk about, oh, she tripping. So like I said, Rachel and I are actually recording these solo episodes because of our schedules and some things both of us have coming up. And one of those things as it relates to, oh, she tripping is my trip to Bali for my friend Olu's 30th birthday. So as y'all are listening to this, your girl is about to be in Bali. Check out my Instagram. I'm about to be posting that heat. Um, but yeah, so we're going to Bali, um, to Simiak and Ubud, um, for about a week. I'm really excited. It's my first time being in Asia. I have had a goal to visit all six accessible continents by the time I'm 30. I'm 29 now. Um, Asia will be my fifth continent. So I have a possibility of making my goal before I turn 30. So um, hit your girl's cash app, Venmo, Zelle, if you want to donate to the cause. But yeah, so I'm going to Bali with um, four of my friends and then one friend of a friend. But oh girl, she seemed cool. So I'm excited to, to, you know, um, to be on the trip with everyone and have a good time. It's actually my spring break from school. And I personally am not at the point in my doctoral journey where I subscribe to the idea that students don't get a break or PhD students don't get a break like I'm a student the calendar says students are out and so you know what I'm taking my black ass on a break and I like the work is gonna be here when I come back I I'm gonna do a great deal of it before I go because I don't want that weight and that stress on me but yeah your girl is going to Bali um we have uh I'm flying out with my girl Sabby granny Brie Rose on you hoes. We are traveling um, through New York first and we have about nine hours. So we're going to just bop around the city, catch brunch, maybe go to a few stores and then head back to the airport. And then our other layover is in Doha, Qatar. And we're actually flying Qatar Airways. And I'm really excited because I hear it's super nice. So I'm excited about living my best bougie life, even in coach. Um, but we haven't decided if we're going to, uh, leave the airport. So like I said, check my Instagram and you'll know if I leave the airport in Qatar. And then finally we're going to Bali and my friend, she used a travel agency, Amarichi. I don't know the name of the actual travel company, but I definitely will tag it in the post, um, for the show, um, on Instagram, but it's a black owned, uh, black woman owned travel company, and she set up a dope itinerary for us. So, like I said, once again, shameless, not shameless. No, wait, shameless, shameless plug. Check out my Instagram, CC Go, um, and also the Two Happy Hosts Instagram because I'll probably post some content on there as well. Um, but yeah, so Bali, I'm excited. I'm coming for you. Awesome. So. We are toying with the ideas of some new segments. Um, and on the last episode, we gave you the hoe tip. Um, we actually didn't have a hoe tip this week, um, but we want to integrate a new segment that might, you know, grind some of y'all's gears, rub some of y'all the wrong way. But some of this stuff is, like I said, for shits and giggles um, at the beginning, but some of this stuff is real. And the new segment idea is called white people are not okay um I wanted to do men are not okay but that's kind of the you don't need him cis segment that Rachel pointed out to me and I was like yeah that makes sense and 
I'm sorry, but white white people are not okay in many regards. Um, does that mean I don't like y'all? Does that mean I don't rock with some of my white people? That's not true, but some of y'all folk is not okay. And so on this first inaugural, or not first, on this first segment, the inaugural segment of white people are not okay, I'm getting grossed out just even about to talk to y'all about this but so the other day my mom and I were like out to eat and we were like watching the television in the restaurant and old girl Jessica that got on everybody's nerves from love is blind they were doing a little segment on her on like I think entertainment tonight or something this woman let her dog lick inside of her wine glass that she was drinking out of I'm going to pause. Yes. Let the dog lick and drink out of the wine glass that she was drinking out of. And like to my melanated folks, I know y'all probably cringing. And, you know, some of my white folks probably cringing, too, because I know not all of y'all are like this. But I have seen so many times where white people have let their dog like lick their ice cream cone or a spoon and or I don't like like I said, I'm getting sick thinking about like it was just so gross. And like I know people come up with bullshit like a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human mouth or cleaner than a blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that's fine. But that's an animal that licks its own butt and balls. And so mm, uh, mm, Mm, no that that's not sanitary like I don't even really eat after or drink after that many humans so I'd be damn well if I'm gonna um drink after a dog or a cat or a gerbil or whatever animals y'all be keeping I'm just they're not okay y'all are not okay I mean we already on the first episode talked to y'all about how y'all not washing y'all legs so that should be (laughs) enough to let to let us know y'all are y'all are not okay but you know like I said some of this stuff is for shits and giggles but also not washing your legs is gross and letting your dog drink out of your wine glass lick your fork your ice cream cone is also gross so please stop doing that thank you so much awesome so now we're gonna move on to our POC business shout out this is actually one of my favorite um segments of the show and I probably said that about most of the segments but I love this and like if you have friends cousins sisters brothers siblings aunties uncles mamas daddies grandmas you know co-workers who have a a business and you want to shout them out please like slide in our dms or hit up our email um and let us know so we can make sure we get to broadcast them in the show because we have listeners from all over so we want to make sure people know about things going on all over the country shit really all over the world like we said we got uh followers or not followers listeners in like Europe and um Australia and so hey send us your your dope business um POC business owners but so this week we are shouting out the curated curl and co and this is my girl robin she keeps these treasures she keeps my hair looking bomb and beautiful um my girl is the owner um yes i said the owner she owns it is hers of the curated curl and co 
And it's a hair salon and a beauty tech company. And like the ideas that she has about um, integrating uh, technology and beauty is really like um, next level stuff and really going to be changing the hair game. So definitely be on the lookout for my girl. Um, I actually got to do a photo shoot with her for the launch of her her app. And it was really cool. I got to meet some really dope girls. And it's just beautiful seeing a, a black woman so smart and talented actually um you know trying to change the game and make a difference and so um my girl robin is located in durham north carolina uh she has her salon um in durham and if you are interested um you can reach out to her on social media at ray r a l o v e s u underscore so that's ray loves you or you can reach out on her business program at Coil Beauty Inc. Oh, my bad. My bad, y'all. I can't read. At underscore Coil Beauty Inc. to check out some of her work um, and to check out how she's changing the hair game. And if you are a local listener or you want to just travel around to get your hair done, like I said, my girl's worth it. My mama told me she about to come up here in a few weeks um, and get her to do her hair. So um, Robin, uh, Chelsea mama coming to get, get, uh, get her edges snatched by you, sis. But if you mention this deal, if you if you mention that you uh, heard about her on Two Happy Hoes, you'll receive um, twenty dollars off a hair salon service. Um, you know, save that coin wherever you can, people. So um, once again, if you go see my girl Robin, um, let her know that the Two Happy Hoes sent you, and you'll receive twenty dollars off your next hair salon service. Awesome. So like I said, uh, the real tea would probably be a good indicator of why Rachel and I are um, doing solo episodes and we're each going to do it. But we wanted to kind of do this in response to some some I guess we've made hints about some of our our past our both of us actually our most recent past relationships um, on the show. But shedding light on just how both of us have really grown and healed um from the dissolving of those relationships but also like kind of saying our peace and saying our truth and getting it out there um and honestly on both accords Rachel and I like our past partners will probably never hear this. Um, I don't know because I found out that my ex listens to the podcast and he was feeling some type of way, but you know, that's neither here nor there. You probably get a couple of inklings on that in the in this this real tea segment. But um this week on the real tea, we're doing uh an open letter to my ex. So I guess this is part one. This is my um open letter to my ex. Um, once again, this is Chelsea. So, um, here we go. So dear you, it pains me to even have to write this because I never imagined I would need to. I honestly never imagined connecting with you in the capacity to even get to this space, but here we are. You will probably never even hear this and that's okay. I've made peace with our past and with the fact that you're not a part of my present or my future. At least I don't think you will be. My therapist actually asked me the other day would I consider ever opening the door for you for any type of relationship. And I was stern in the fact that I would never even consider it until I got an apology. 
that's an apology I'll probably never get considering you claimed you blocked me. I don't know because I most definitely blocked you in both the literal and figurative sense. I'm not bitter or mad. Things sometimes don't work out, but I deserved honesty at the minimum. It's funny because I had always admired you, admired the sweet, kind, big hearted person you were, always with a smile on your face. All these things were and probably still are true. Unfortunately, I was only a recipient of those luxuries for a short amount of time. And oh, that time was beautiful and well spent. But the other side of it was ugly, painful, humiliating, and traumatizing. See, I'm not a stranger to heartbreak, but it had been so long since I had felt it. And because it took me by surprise and I was definitely not ready for it. For the pain that accompanied it or the time investment of healing, I was also not ready for. But there I was. What made it worse is that I was already in a bad place and you knew that. But you didn't think about it. Or maybe you didn't care. Either way, it fucking sucked, dog. I was so confused as to why it was so hard to get a grip. My mom told me that no matter what age or how many times you experience heartbreak, it never gets easier. And she was right. My heartbreak manifested even into some physical symptoms as well. But I survived. I healed. I came out stronger and different. A good kind of different. And I cannot lie. You taught me a few things as well. Or actually not so much taught me but reminded me of some things I already knew. One, I deserve love. I deserve a true love, one that accepts me for me, one that is patient, kind, and understanding, and a reciprocal of the love that I know that I provide. Two, people make time for what they want to make time for, period. Three, when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. Now, like I said, I know you're a good person, a good man, but there were definitely some red flags and I ignored them and that was my bad. Four, what's done in the dark always comes to the light. And five, honesty is the best policy. A few months back, I said these words to you and I meant them. Open quote. Hey, so I've thought about it, ignored it, cried about it, got mad about it, tried to forget about it. I even try to maintain a connection because I care for you, and I don't doubt that you have some care for me too, but it happened, and it hurt. It's hurtful to see how quickly you moved on, and even more hurtful that you couldn't be honest about it. I'm not saying this because you don't deserve to be happy, because you absolutely do, but the way you went about obtaining that happiness could have gone a lot differently. I want so badly to be in a place where, I where I'm fully okay with all of this. And one day I will be. But right now I'm hurt. And even if that wasn't your intention, that was the outcome. Like I said, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. But it's the truth and it's my truth. You deserve to be happy. And I deserve differently from what I received. You are truly a light a gem of a human, and I'm blessed to have experienced that part of you. And I hope you got something positive from me as well. Peace and blessings. I have since grown, blossomed, and healed even more since I wrote those words to you. I have even found what I believe to be a new love, an easy one, a pure one, a reciprocated one. 
But the respect and reverence I had for you when I wrote this, I no longer feel. I now feel sorry for you because you have not healed yet from things that manifested long before me and things that will haunt you long after me until you get the help that you need and deserve. But until then, like I said, peace and blessings. And you're welcome for what I gave you, Chelsea. So y'all, that was my open letter to my ex. Like I said, I don't think he will probably ever hear it. But for those of you that know him and want to, you know, share this with him, like, you know, that's fine. Um, But yeah, like, like I said, I have definitely grown and healed from, from that relationship and the dissolution of that relationship. And I feel like, well, not I feel, I know that I'm in a much better place and I learned a lot of new things about myself and I was also reminded of a lot of things like I said that I already knew um as a result of all this and I just hope that I don't have to ever be in a place where I have to feel that way again um but you know say la vie um I now have you know better tools better skills um to help me through that and I definitely know that I have like a dope ass support team. I have my other happy hoe, Rachel, who got me through a lot of this and my other friends and my family. And so I'm truly grateful and thankful. And like I said, hopefully I never have to feel this way again. But, you know, maybe, maybe not. But that is all for uh, this episode of two happy hoes you can always um follow us on instagram at the number two h-a-p-p-y hoes h-e-a-u-x-e-s or you can hit us up um via email um at the same um two happy hoes at gmail.com um as always keep it classy and sometimes trashy hoes bye